Hey everyone, Don here. Welcome to Friday Night Stripes. Today I've got Michael Rickman on with me uh, from the West Florida area. Uh, welcome, Michael. Good afternoon. Glad to be here, Don. I'm a huge fan. I try to catch the podcast uh, every week, so it's an honor to uh, to get on and, and actually talk with you this week. Well, I, I appreciate it. It's it, it, trying to trying to find new people to reach out to, bring in new stories. So it, it's great that we did. So, I, I we actually uh, communicated because I saw a tweet from the uh, Sunshine Football Officials Association um, that you all were doing uh, some virtual meetings about um, about for, for new officials, and then you've got continuing after that, but. Talk a little bit about your start and and how you got started in officiating and and how long you've been into it and and everything like that. Okay, well, um, again, uh, good afternoon, and my name is Michael Rickman. I'm from the Sunshine Football Officials Association um, here in the west uh, west part of Florida. We cover uh, the Clearwater, uh, Pinellas County area, as well as some schools down in. Manatee County and, and Pasco County, and so we service about 30 different schools. Um, so I'm honored to be here and to give you a little bit of background about myself. I'm actually going only going into my fifth year as a, a football official, and uh, like a lot of other officials that you meet and you talk to, there's always that special person that kind of gives you the nudge and, and asks you to uh, to take the leap, if you will, and, and join officiating. And for me. That was my father-in-law, who was a member of uh, our association, was also uh, a college football official for many, many years. And uh, just to give you an idea of how I kind of got bit by the bug many years ago, when I went to meet him for the first time with my wife, he lived up in the Philadelphia area. And he promised my wife and I a trip to New York City. And so we're in the car and we're driving to New York. And he says, well, I got to make a pit stop here in, in New Jersey real quick, take care of some business, and then we'll be on our way. Well, come to find out that business was a, a lower level uh, college football game that he had mm-hmm. to work. And so um, that was, you know, my wife was furious with him. I was like over the moon excited as a football fan of somebody who played my whole life and got to stand on the sidelines and actually watch what he did. And uh, that was when I kind of got bit by the bug. And he has, uh, for many, many years, kind of talked to me, educated me, even before I joined our local association. And, and like a lot of people, um, I travel for work, or I did, I should say, I, I did travel quite a bit for work. And so I could never commit to Thursday nights and Friday nights until I stopped traveling, which is about five years ago. And uh, that's when I committed to join the association. And um in in a roundabout way how things work out the varsity crew that i'm on was my father-in-law's crew from many years ago because when he left and moved on it was handed over to a new referee who then brought me on to his crew uh, when i joined the association and um so it's funny how it all you know kind of comes about and um, ever since i've been a part of our association you know i'm deep into my rule book and wanted to be involved and uh, became a board member and uh, started leading trainings. Um, and, and really part of that was because in my um, normal nine to five job, I was a corporate trainer for many years. So I was comfortable talking to people and putting together presentations and um, figured I, you know, I would lend that ability to my local association if they had a need and, and they did. And um, so I've been involved in the training aspect for the last uh, 
few years. But as an official, it's uh, I, I can't say enough about it. The the bond, the brotherhood. I think we all we all share that. Um, you know, when you get together on Friday nights with the same group of guys, and um, you, you have that brotherhood and that camaraderie. You go out and you work the game. You go out afterwards. Um, it's an invaluable friendship that you make, and um, you know you, you create these these brothers for life. And that's how I feel about the guys on my crew. And uh, just to give you a little bit of background, last year we had a, an exceptional year. Our crew rated out number one uh, evaluation wise, and oh, uh, proceeded to to go on and work the uh, Class 4A uh, FHSAA state championship last year in uh, Daytona Beach. So that. Um, for a new guy, for me, was quite the experience, but I had, uh, we ended up having four guys on our seven-man crew with 30-plus years that hadn't been to a state championship before, and so to see them kind of have that dream fulfilled was uh, just an awe-inspiring um, event. So sure. my football officiating uh, history is somewhat brief, but it's been very exciting and looking forward to what the future has to hold. Well, well, that's great. Yeah, no, it's great that you're able to make a, a championship game. And it sounds like your story is similar to mine. Yeah, a little delayed getting into it because of travel and all that. And, and finally got, got going on it. So um, real, that, that that's quite an accomplishment to, to get to a state championship. And uh, I know that I'm hoping that someday I'll be able to get to that level as well. Um, just got to keep working it. So well, very yeah, that's, good. That, that's the thing for sure. Yep. Yep. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about the, um, the, the, the virtual meeting you're pulling together. Um, is that something you all had always been doing or is that new um, because of the, uh, the current situation or, or how, how did that come to be? Great question. And um, it actually came up uh, about a year, year, year ago in one of our board meetings, our president um, proposed, you know, looking into a virtual component to conduct our board meetings, whether those are the monthly board meetings that we have, or once we get closer to the season, we start doing them weekly. And um, we have always met at a high school um, that's centrally located to our area. But because we're so spread out, like a lot of associations around the country, we've got members that are, you know, could be 50, 60 miles away in either direction. And as much as we'd like them to be at every meeting, we understand between work and, and uh, mileage and, you know, family commitments, it's, it's not always uh, conducive to be able to meet in person. And so we decided at that time to explore doing a virtual board meetings. We had board members that lived a, you know, somewhat of a considerable distance. And um, just like anything else, myself and our president, John Taylor, started looking at what options we had available to us. And um, the one that we landed on at the time, and, and we still use as a, is the go-to-meeting format. And we literally just created a, um, an account with a 14-day trial. And uh, got on one evening and he and I just started playing around with it and seeing how did it work with putting up PowerPoint presentations and video and, you know, huddle, for example, and um, seeing how it played out on his computer, how it played out on mine. We pulled it up on an iPad. Uh, we pulled it up on a phone and we found that the format worked really well. 
And so we actually conducted our board meeting that following week while we were still under that free trial to see how it went with the, the 10, 10 people that joined for that week, uh, board members. And it worked really well. And it solved a, a lot of our logistical issues right then and there. And so we as a, a board voted and, and purchased a one-year um, membership, if you will, with the, the GoToMeeting account, which you know, we looked at the logistics of it and said, would it meet the demand of the 130 plus members that we had? Um, could we do trainings if we had to? Could we do live video if we had to? Can we record what we're doing and post it on our website so that members can go in and look at a meeting or a training and view it after the fact? And we were able to accomplish a lot of that and what we wanted to do. And so we took it one step further last fall when we developed our, uh, our rankings for our association and we sent, I think it was seven crews to the state for uh, playoffs in, in a seven-man format, seven-man crew concept. And we brought in all of those playoff-rated officials that would be working postseason, and we brought them in on a Tuesday to do a virtual seven-man training and we sure. uh, kind of le leaned on one of our college officials um, to come on board and talk about deep wings in a seven-man concept because we don't do a lot of that during the year and we were able to show video he was able to slow it down highlight it mark it up um, obviously we've got a, um, a dial-in number that the participants are calling in on. So we had a lot going on for those trainings. We were able to bring, you know, almost 50 people onto this virtual training through our go-to-meeting format, and it was very successful. And the next step we took was we gave the option to all the crews and said, listen, if you want to host a weekly meeting, you know, we'll give you the, uh, you know, give it to the referee and say, go ahead and set up something with your crew for this week. That way you want to bring your playoff crew together. So I'll give you an example. My playoff crew from last year, our referee, uh, every Wednesday night throughout postseason brought us on board, and he had a PowerPoint presentation put together. We would go find film of the schools that we had upcoming so we could look at plays, and that way we could identify potential issues that we saw leading into the uh, the playoff game on that Friday night, formations, for example, trick plays that we had seen. So we had a, a good majority of our referees took advantage of that opportunity, and so they were able to uh, to leverage it. So we got a lot of use out of it in the postseason, and uh, fully intended on um, using it for this upcoming year. And as you mentioned, um, with training, we start our trainings the first week of April, which really take us all the way through the summer into uh, mid-August when varsity season starts and our youth football program that we're involved in kicks off at the beginning of August. And so this training takes us all the way through. Once the schools closed and social distancing, um, in effect, we knew we couldn't have a meeting of any kind, um, but we had already had our, our virtual process in place. Um, so it was an easy transition for us to be able to um, kick these trainings off the first week of April. Yeah, and, and that's great. And I know 
I'll put it this way. People are, are for, for the most part, people are less inclined. And I think it plays both ways, but so we'll see. But um, I think people are less inclined sometimes to join something in person because um, they have to, especially in your area, which I, which I know some of, it's hard to get around the, the Clearwater, uh, the greater Clearwater Tampa area sometimes, depending on where mm-hmm. you're having the meetings. So um, I know that, 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 that can be a inconvenience. So I would imagine that, that it's possible even a virtual uh, clinic might have better attendance than an in-person one. We, we, the, the, the uh, effectiveness of it, that there might be some differences, um, but virtual training has been around forever. Um, not forever, but for quite a while. So um, how, how did that first virtual training of new officials go for, for you this week? We had it this past, it was great. It was really good. This past Monday night, we had about 20 participants in total, and uh, seven of those were completely new officials for this upcoming year, which um, was great to see. We, uh, from what we can tell from the officials that we heard of uh, for our association, it looks like we've lost uh, two to retirement. So we're gaining seven, we lost two. So that's five new officials that we're, uh, we're adding, which is um, a blessing because I think we all agree, you know, we're, we're losing more good guys than we're, uh, than we're gaining. For sure. So to have um, seven new guys in our training was really exciting. And um, this week's training was, um, was somewhat generic in the sense of just an introduction to what we do and our website and then some of the requirements here in the state of Florida um, to um, work high school games, you know, sub-varsity high school with uh, some of the badging requirements like the Jessica Lunsford Act and whatnot. We make sure to kind of cover that up front so that everyone has an idea of um, what would be expected of them once the opportunity begins to present itself. We start working games and then uh, we just kind of walk them through what to expect over these next uh, roughly six months because our trainings we take all the way through the middle of October. And when we broke down the agenda for them, we say, you know, from April and May and June, it's all about the rule book. We get into the the rules, we get into the the common rules everybody knows, and we dive into some of the things that uh, are not so well known from the rule book. And then we um, said, you know, in July, in August, we really get into um, spending that time to do practice tests. And we go out on the internet and are able to source a lot of those questions that you can get from the National Federation from past years. And uh, one of the things I shared with uh, some of our new guys and, and some of our veterans that joined as well that maybe didn't know is, you know, you go out and you look at some of these practice tests that we're going to take, and a lot of those same questions will show up on your regular exam that you'll take in August and yeah. the repetition will help you see those questions and you'll remember them. And then you're able to apply them when you're out on the football field. And so, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time in July and August doing practice tests. And then after August, we start to look at the game films of uh, some of our guys that are working. We were very fortunate that we've got a really great relationship um, and relationships, I should say with, all the coaches in our county and one of the, the aspects of any training and especially doing it in a virtual concept 
is they get really good huddle film. And, you know, I know the, the common complaint that a lot of us have had uh, over the years is, well, the films just aren't, you know, film quality is not that great. And um, I can say with certainty, because I've been looking at a lot of film and using our association area as an example, we've seen a lot of schools go from not just the press box overhead view, but now they've got end zone views. Sometimes some of them are shooting from both end zones. And so you can get game film with two, maybe three different angles uh, to look at. And so, you know, if there's one thing I can stress out of all this, doing virtual training, which a lot of us are going to have to do with the social distancing in effect, um, and and who knows how that translates into uh, the future, is have a great relationship with your coaches and um, get that huddle film from them after the games on Friday so that your crew, you individually or your association uh, can look at that film because, as I say, the film doesn't lie. And you can get your best teachable moments off of the, uh, off of the game film. And, um, and so we spend a lot of time after, you know, August, September, October, just watching game film with uh, our first and second year guys that we require to come to, uh, to training. And, you know, it's one thing to go on YouTube and find a, an NFL clip or a college clip, and, and that's great. But when you can find a game film from a couple of weeks ago where, you know, the umpire threw a, a chop block or the, the wing caught, you know, the unbalanced line, for example, you know, when you can see the guys that you're working with doing that, I think it's, it's more impactful to uh, some of the new guys because it says to them, hey, I don't have to be you know, a college guy, an NFL guy to catch some of these, you know, harder things to see is if I start, you know, learn what my keys are, what to look for, you know, I, I can do this too. And so, um, you know, we always try to find the good and the not so good because um, we want to recognize the guys that make a tough call and the right call in the right place. And then we want to find, you know, those areas of opportunity. And so our, our training program from April all the way to, uh, to October is pretty intense, but we feel it gives them a really good, um, a good overall uh, football concept of becoming an official from rules and mechanics. Sure. Sure. Yeah, no, that, that sounds great. And how, how good. So I know that I've, I've been on a few calls with zoom and go to meeting and things like that. And video at times can be a little choppy coming over, uh, coming over the, the internet, you know, you're down, you're playing it mm-hmm. from YouTube and then it's having to go through back through. So how well does that come across? Is it still a little choppy? It is a little choppy. Um, one of the things I try to do if I can is to, in, in huddles, uh, you know, huddles is the big thing that we, we try to utilize and work with. And um, it can be a little, a little not so forgiving sometimes, if you will, but I always try to get the video downloaded whenever possible, whether that's saving it to a drive so that I can direct take it from there into it, or if I'm streaming, trying to be as close to my router as possible, um, and or trying to put it into the PowerPoint presentation so that it's embedded in so that we don't have to stream it directly. But yeah, it, um, and I think especially right now with so many people being home and working from home, we had a little bit of a lag issue um, Monday night. And I think it's just because everyone's at home using bandwidth, but yeah, when it comes to the video, it's, um, 
it's always good to run it a couple times, you know, before you host your meeting, just to make sure. Because a lot of times, if you're able to do that, I find that it um, it can take away a lot of that lag as opposed to pulling it for the first time. Sure, and that 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 makes some sense. And uh, what you said about downloading it to the computer before you uh, before you display it—that sounds like that would certainly help as well. Mm-hmm. And then do you give, do you give, so you say it's on, it's on huddle. So you can't give people uh, a link to go look at it on their own if you wanted. Um, that's the only other thing that com- comes to mind. Yeah. So what we're able, we make all of our, we give all of our members um, access to our huddle library. And so because it's um, the coaches send it to our huddle exchange, our association exchange, each member can go in and see it. And so for example, if, you know, next week, if we're going to look at a game from last year and we're going to stream it for the people that weren't able to attend, you know, they can listen to the call and we'll say, okay, we're going to jump ahead to play 32 and in huddle, they're broken down by play number. So whoever's listening or watching after the fact, if it's not live, we give the details out so they can correlate to the play that we're looking at and then be able to hear the commentary. And then another thing that huddle allows you to do and what, what we'll do in that situation is to um, take different plays either from one game or from different games and essentially create your own playlist. And so we'll say, you know, this will be the week two training playlist. And then I can go into huddle and mark it up, highlight, uh, you know, a specific person on the field, put commentary in, um, and then whoever goes in to look at that playlist after the fact can see all of the markups that we did and then follow along with the recorded conference call. Sure. Sure. Um, okay. Well, that that's great. And it, it's certainly, we, we do here, here in central Florida, we do all our meetings locally. Um, and it, it's something I've been trying to think about if there was a way we can get to do it uh, virtually. We don't start our training till um, June, so there may not be any interest in getting it started right away anyway. Um, they may all just kind of decide to wait and see how the situation evolves. Um, and, and if we need, if we can have in-person meetings then, or if, or if we're going to be virtual, but I, I think it's a good thing to move towards anyway, it, especially with what you were talking about, which was the playoff preparation, because we mm-hmm. run five man crews as well. And we get to playoffs all of a sudden we're seven man. And, and yes, for the most part, um, the people we stick at our deep wings are usually college officials that have worked those positions before. But that doesn't help. That doesn't help the short wings who who are just high school short wings and don't necessarily know how to interact um, with that deep wing because everything changes once you add those two deep wings. So um, certainly would be good to have uh, something in place for for preparing the playoff crews for that as well. Yeah, and you know to that point, in Don, you bring you make a great point in the sense of so you're you're not at that time where you're ready to begin training but you know if you're on a board or you're part of a training committee now's probably a good time to get with another member whether it's someone else on your local training committee or your board president vice president whomever and just say you know i know june's two months away but let's start looking you know how can we maybe do some of this stuff virtually in the event that 
come June, you know, we're, we're still social distancing and this thing isn't past us, but we want to talk football and be prepared because, you know, they no telling when things will open up, but you know, these high school coaches, they're going to want to hit the ground running once they, uh, they get the go ahead and um, we want to be prepared too. And um, so use this time now to, to look at some of the options. Um, I know there's zoom, for example, I'm not very familiar with it, but I know a lot of people are using it now. Um, we really like go to meeting and, um, you know, look at what your options are and, and potentially talk about it as a board and, you know, is this an investment that you can make and use it to uh, the best of your ability? And, you know, I, the one thing that really kind of brought this to my attention, and, and I'm a firm believer, if you see something great, you know, recognize and share it um, out on YouTube, um, I found uh, an association out in California, the Orange County Football Officials Association, and they put a yeah. lot of videos out on YouTube, and they're really great uh, videos. I believe the gentleman's name's Mark. Um, he puts a lot of great videos out there, and he got me thinking, well, you know, if they're putting them out on YouTube, like, we could do something like that, you know, in a virtual concept to, you know, do that in our trainings or put together some YouTube videos and put them out there so that our membership can go to YouTube and look at those videos and get the plays of the week and get the, um, you know, the points of emphasis that we're focused, focusing on for this year and see them in action. So there's a lot of stuff out there that you can leverage from a digital standpoint, and it's only going to continue to get better. The huddle films are getting better. Um, so, you know, let's embrace it and, and use it with your association and use it to become a better official. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree. And and it, it certainly is a gateway for newer officials as well. Be, uh, when I'll put it this way. When you're doing things an old school way, sometimes you struggle to bring in newer officials because that it's, it's a new generation. They're used to different things. So uh, introducing things like virtual training or something they can do at home or what would have been great for me is, okay, I couldn't make that Monday meeting. Can I watch it on Tuesday? Well, yeah, we recorded it. So here it is. So it, all those things that, that we don't, we personally don't in, in our association do, I think it's, it's a great to get it out there. And, and even the things that can be shared publicly, that's even better because that's, that's just a resource for everybody. And the more, associations that get out there and put out resources for everybody else, the more we can all just uh, consume film. And, and uh, I've been preaching since as long as I've had this podcast, uh, it's, it's a matter of snaps Um, and they don't have to be my snaps as long as I'm seeing plays and, and I'm evaluating what I would see on a play and how I would react on a play. Then that's not the same, but it's, it's pretty good as far as, pattern recognition absolutely and uh you know and you mentioned something that that uh, made me think of this and when you said you know getting snaps one of the things that we try to do as an association and and hopefully others out there do it because i think it's an important relationship and hopefully makes your job easier on Friday nights is when we start these trainings in April. And if you see our Twitter account, you'll, you'll see, I, when I put these posts out, I mention it. We encourage all of our coaches to join these trainings. These trainings are not just for new officials to put the, 
the uniform on and the whistle and go out there. It's to educate. And so we encourage new uh, coach, any of the coaches within our footprint or any coach for that matter, whether it's youth football, because we, we use the uh, national federation rules in the youth game and in, um, in the high school game for us. Um, but we encourage the coaches or parents or administrators or anybody that wants to learn more to get involved. And we've seen coaching staffs uh, in the past when the time permitted, they would come down to our trainings. And so we had a, a couple of coaches uh, that dialed in last Monday and, you know, their, their thought process was, well, Hey, you know, we're, we're home and this gives us a chance to talk football. And, um, you know, I'll give you an example. We, my crew personally worked the game with, uh, with a coaching staff um, that had attended some of our trainings and, you know, the coach kind of blew up on a call. And when the referee, you know, in the timeout went over and talked to him and said, you know, coach, we talked about this during training because you had a question about it that, that we answered for you. And he kind of, you, know, you saw the light go off. He goes, you know, I do remember that now. Okay. And just the fact that he was in the training he was able to recall what we talked about and why the rule is interpreted this way and applied this way. Um, it diffused a, a potentially bad situation right then and there. And sure. um, we, the more coaches that can be involved with you and learn the rule, uh, the better. And, you know, like we had a coach that another coach that attended one of our, our trainings and he said, you know, I want to know the rules to try to give me a competitive advantage because there are, certain things you can do that you maybe you don't know out of the rule book. And, you know, I, I really was impressed by that because he's taken the time to educate, to coach his kids better um, so that they can be better on, on Thursdays and, and Fridays. And so I would encourage, you know, if you're going to leverage any of this virtual content, invite your coaches uh, if you're comfortable with that, because it just creates a, a better rapport with them and, you know, they're our customers. That's who we work for in a sense. Um, so why not try to have a good, a good relationship and, and help them learn along the way? Yeah. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. Well, one of the things we, we normally do, uh, Michael, when, when, when I'm talking to somebody is we go, okay, ha think through the last year or two, did you have any plays that came up that were unusual or a good teaching tool? Did you have anything that came up with with your experience over the past couple of years that would be good to talk about? I would. And um, it happened um, probably at the most inopportune time. And it's, um, it's that play that has really uh, stuck with me. And, and I have, you know, I, I, I firm believer we're all officials, none of us are perfect. And so, you know, we want to get better. And, um, you know, you're always got to be prepared, whether it's a blowout or a close game, you're going to have that play that, that's going to catch you and you got to be prepared for it. And for me, it happened in our, our state championship. And it was in uh, first quarter in a game between uh, Booker T Washington and, and Jacksonville Bulls. And uh, Booker T Washington threw a pass uh, just out to about the number, about the numbers. And um, the pass was thrown. I was watching my keys and I turned to pivot and by the time I turned, I was blocked out by a player. He moved just at the last second, and I saw the ball, like, coming out of the player's hands. And so I dropped my beanbag to be preventative, um, thinking, it, you know, if we had a fumble, I wanted to make sure I got a bag down. And um, Jacksonville re recovered it. And 
the wing on that side um, was ruling it um, a fumble. And he, you know, I ran over to the ball to, um, to get into the pile there and to signal that Jacksonville had the ball. And uh, the wing came over and he said, um, he goes, I've got a fumble. What did you have? And I said, well, I only saw the ball come loose. I didn't see the process of the catch. And um, he said, okay, then we've got a fumble. And, and we ruled it, you know, going the other way. Of course, some of the coaches from the Miami team, you know, vehemently disagreed. And so, of course, we got back to the hotel. Which first thing we did, we, you know, we looked at the film. And when you looked at the film, he caught it. And it's, you know, one of those NFL type things, whereas did he make the complete catch? Did he make a football move? I mean, it was a really bang, bang play. And um, it probably should have been an incomplete pass, uh, but we ruled it a fumble. Um, luckily, it didn't affect uh, the outcome of the game, um, but I should have turned quicker. I should have seen it. I was in a great position. It was just one of those things where all the pieces were there to where you were blocked out a little bit. And uh, it, it's, it still sticks with me that uh, I wish I would have gotten that one right. Um, sure. But it was a learning experience. And, you know, the, the wing on that side had 40 years. And uh, he said, you know, I thought I was in the right spot. He goes, I was blocked out. You were blocked out. We went with, uh, with what we saw. And, um, and so, you know, it's not the play I'm most proud of, but it's the one that I'll always think about. And I'm going to use it uh, to make myself better, you know, going forward. And uh, um, I'm sure we've all had that play at one point or another. So, you know, no, no shame in my game here to admit it. And, um, you know, going to learn from it. Yeah, for sure. And, and, and those of you who are in the, uh, in the Florida market, uh, the two names that Michael just mentioned there, Bowles and, and Booker T. Washington, those are two of the powerhouse programs in, in the state of Florida um, at that level. So that must've been great to be there. And, and yes, it, it, it's what it's what I try to tell not only you know fellow officials but also coaches. I'm like, coach uh, and players. It's like we've only got so many eyes on that action, and sometimes luck of the draw puts us in the wrong position to see everything we need to see. So we're entrusted to go with what we what we believe happened. Um, and we don't always get it right, but we learn from it and we go on and we try and do it better next time. That's exactly it. And, and when we were coming out of halftime, our locker room was on the, you know, you can't come through the, the Miami sideline and the, the coach, nice, nice young man asked for an explanation. And uh, I was there with the referee, we were walking out and, um, there were, you know, I just said, coach, this is what happened. He was blocked out. I was blocked out. We turned. This is what we saw. Um, and, and like you said, you know, they're running five wide in a spread formation. So your deep wings are all spread out. Everybody's trying to watch their keys. The official that had that play is watching his key, but he's got action in front of him, which blocks him out. I had someone um, from the line in front of me blocking me out. I said, it, you know, it was just a bang, bang play. And, and if we kicked it, then our apologies. Um, if, if you think we got it wrong. Um, you know, we'll take a look at the film and, and we'll learn. And he was fine with that. He, all he wanted to know was what we saw and what happened. And, uh, and his response was, well, we had some other close calls that y'all nailed in the first half. So I know you're doing a good job. And that made us feel that's all we needed to, you know, 
stickier for us. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and it also speaks to, to coaching at that level. Like I said, couple powerhouse programs, you don't become a coach at a powerhouse program without, without knowing what the deal is. And, and for the most part, those coaches are experienced and they know how they know how to interact with the officials and they, 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 they work their way up. Um, there are some that, you, that, that, that are tougher than others, but that, that's part of the job as well. You know, I think in, in this is something we cover in training um, and we'll cover it here uh, in a little while is talking with coaches and not being confrontational. And I think all good officials know that is to, you know, remain level-headed and, and just tell them, listen, this is what we saw. It's not going to change the, you know, we can't go back and change it now. We're going to move forward. And um, you know, you're going to get our very best and we'll communicate with you at the appropriate time. Um, but just, t- you know, tell them what you saw. And, and that was something my father-in-law taught me a long time ago was, you know, don't be afraid to tell a coach, Hey, listen, if I, if you think I missed the call, then I missed the call. I won't know till I, I take a look on film, but you know, know that it wasn't in, intentional and, you know, we're, we're going to move on from there. But, you know, instead of saying, no coach, I, you know, I know I absolutely got it right. Just, you know, say, Hey coach, if, if you think I, I kicked the call, I kicked the call, I'll have to take a look, but we're not going to talk about it any farther. We're going to move forward and, and we're going to go on. Right. Right. Well, thank you for joining Michael. I, I really appreciate really um, your, your, your insights and your explanations on how you, you're handling the, um, the virtual is, is going to be really useful to others looking to do the same thing. So I do appreciate it. My pleasure. And, um, you know, you can find us out there at um, Sunshine Football Officials Association. Um, we're out on Twitter, on Facebook. So if any other associations have any questions about doing virtual trainings or want some ideas or help or thoughts, you know, I'm, I run all those. Uh, I, I should say I run our Twitter account. And so if you want to reach out um, on social media, I'll the Facebook person will get with me. Um, but I, I'll be glad to help uh, in, in any way I can. Excellent. Excellent. Well, thank you again and, uh, and, and stay safe and and enjoy your summer. Yes. uh, Hopefully we'll have some football to come back to. Everybody stay safe, do your social distancing. It's a pleasure to talk with you today, Don. Sounds good. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Friday Night Stripes. Show notes and links to all of the episodes can be found on our website at FridayNightStripes.com. Reviews on Google Podcasts or Apple iTunes are always appreciated as they will help us reach more officials. We are always looking to talk to officials everywhere, so if you want to be a guest, please email hello at FridayNightStripes.com. If you have comments, ideas, or want to correct a mistake we made, you can email us at hello at FridayNightStripes.com. You can also continue the conversation by joining the Facebook group, Friday Night Stripes, or following us on Twitter at Friday Night Stripes. Show music is Fight 'Em Down by Flash Fluority, licensed by PremiumBeat.com. We'll see you on the next episode.